When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. Well, this week we are going to be talking Tinder. We're going to be talking dating apps, Bumble, Tinder, because your girl is out there. I'm out swiping around. I don't want a boyfriend, but I also don't want to like roam the earth alone like the Incredible Hulk. Like I'm kind of looking for something in between. And so I'm tendering around and just seeing what's out there. And holy shit, do I have a lot of opinions, but when do I not? Also, we're going to talk to one of you, Shalligators, who is having a Bumble sort of breakdown with a Bumble boy who she can't tell if there's a ton of red flags, if there's no red flags. Why don't you go ahead and guess what the answer is? But first, let's do our mantra, okay? Sometimes our mantra is very esoteric. Last week, it was let go and let God. This week, it's head, not heart. I'm thinking with my head and not my heart. Or like your pelvis, right? Your vagina. We're not going to think with anything but our head. That's the only bodily organ we're focusing on. So let's get relaxed. Ooh, let's get into our relaxation stance. Loosen our jaw. Oh, yeah. Rub your ears a little bit. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. And we're going to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth while repeating our mantra. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time. Why do we do these mantras, right? Because I think that our brain, and I'm sure there's a million studies to corroborate this, it's not just my theory, our brain really does take in information when it's a little bit more relaxed, when we can focus. And it's crazy how just taking two deep breaths can start that process in our body to just reset, center, be present, and get ready to receive the message. So tender. Oh, brother. I have always been a very pro Tinder person, very Tinder positive. I am, like I think Tinder is a great way to meet people because what was the old way when you think about it? You get dressed up. First of all, you have to rally all your friends to go out and it's better if it's more than just one friend because oh, then maybe she likes the guy. 
You have to get a group of people to go out. <clears throat> you have to get all dressed up. You have to realize you're going to annihilate your entire next day with a hangover. You're wasting makeup, hair, hours, money, calories to go to like a bar and hope that one dude in there is compatible with you. And look, I'm not saying it doesn't work. That's how we've, that's how humans have met each other for centuries, right? Going out in real life, face to face. And truly there is no substitute for that because meeting really is so contingent on chemistry. If you guys have been on dating apps or even just ever got set up with a blind date, people can look amazing on paper. You can have witty banter in the chat and then you meet up and it's like, oh, those are your teeth. Oh, that's your voice. Oh, you're clearly a homosexual who hasn't realized it yet. Thank you for wasting my time. Or there's simply nothing wrong with him, but the chemistry just isn't there, right? And conversely, like I've swiped on guys, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I've seen guys in real life and met guys in real life that I'm like, oh, ah, who I never would have swiped on. I mean, actually every guy I've met in real life, almost every guy, like, yeah, I don't know that I would have swiped on them. It's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're fine. Guys don't know how to take pictures. They don't know their angles. So they don't always represent themselves well in a dating app. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So the old way wasn't perfect. And besides, if we don't want to always be going out, like as we get older, our goals are taking more priority. Like I want to get up early and go running in the morning. Okay, fine. I don't run. But I want to maybe get up early or like sleep. It doesn't really matter. I just don't always want to go out. And again, as I get older, it's harder to rally a big group of people who's like, yeah, let's go out four nights a week, even though you got a boyfriend or kids or a job or whatever. So swiping is great. You can really run through a higher volume of people. And you know what? There is the exact same number of fuckboys in a bar as there are on Tinder. It's not like meeting someone in real life makes them fuckboy proof. If anything, you're more likely to be bamboozled by a fuckboy because that chemistry has gotten in the way. Because, well, he bought my drinks all night. He's a good guy. Oh my gosh, he like waited for me while I got in the Uber. Okay. What? A, okay. When you're swiping, you're, uh, you're evaluating people a bit more neutrally. And they're giving you data points that are harder to sort of construe in a positive way. At least if you're doing things right. about some of the observations I've seen. And you know, do you know what I think I'm going to do? Tell me if you think this is bad. No, don't tell me because I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to make a profile as a guy and go on Tinder like looking for girls. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to catfish anybody. Can you imagine if I like got down the rabbit hole catfishing someone for like six months and I'm like, Caitlin, I'm sorry. I am actually a female YouTuber. I am so, so sorry. No, I'm not going to do any of that. But I really want to see what girls are posting because I'm still friends with my ex-boyfriend, Vince, and he's on Tinder. And so he'll send me like profiles and I'm like, these things are insane. What is demisexual? Why do you have that in your profile? You sound deranged. This one girl he sent me, oh my gosh, she was like, she's got big boobs. Like, I guess she's 20 and she's like, Treat me right and I'll show you my milk squirters if you think you can collect the milk. I'm like, what the fuck is this even supposed to mean? Are you lactating? The whole thing was just awful. <laughs>
awful. She was probably meaning it to be funny, but it wasn't funny. It comes across as extremely bizarre. So we might do a whole other podcast episode of like stuff I'm seeing on girls pages because I do have a lot of tips about what to put on your Tinder profile. I am good at Tinder. I am. I mean, part of it is because I'm older and like I've dated enough and I also don't give a fuck if people like me. So it makes me able to weed through people better, but I know what to show and what to conceal. So let me tell you what guys don't seem to know. First of all, like I said, guys aren't great at photos. We see a lot of dudes who post pictures from weddings and there's like clearly a female cut out of it. You can like see part of her shoulder or something. It's like, okay, he was at a wedding with an ex-girlfriend or whatever. But if you think about it, that's kind of the only time guys have pictures taken of themselves, like flattering pictures where someone's like, okay, chin down, square your shoulders off, whatever, whatever. They're dressed up, their hair is done. Maybe the photo has been retouched a little bit. So it's natural that they're going to want to post that. If I see one more up angle truck selfie they're sitting in their car and they have to take a picture i'm like do you live in a dwelling do you have to do this in your car do i have to see your fucking seatbelt? and they they do it always from the same angle like way down low like below their knee and they're like kind of looking off like oh oh did this is this an accidental picture Walk me through this process, dude. What are we supposed to assume? That you have a photographer hiding in like your wheel well? Hiding right behind the brake pedal? That you set up a photo shoot? I would love it if I could get an angle as if I, or is this, no, as if the girl was the stick shift looking at me because that's where she's gonna ride in the car. She's gonna ride in the bottom of the, of the seat thing where my dog usually goes. Like, what's going through your mind? Also, we know about the bathroom mirror selfie. I've never seen a man's bathroom that I could tolerate, either in a photo or in real life, so I'm not sure why they think that's their fucking showpiece. And it's frustrating because I think girls, like, we obviously, especially, like, our generation, we're modern, media-savvy chicks. I mean, we have, like, photo shoots. My friends and I here in Montana, literally all we do is get drunk and do photo shoots with each other. Like, nudes and lingerie. We don't, we don't even send them to guys. We just do it for ourselves. But like, we know our angles and we spray tan each other before. And it's just so fun. We're like, yay, what a fabulous Tuesday night. We're blacked out on Kim Crawford. But it's just fun. But my point is like, we know how to take photos and we bring the heat. We bring the heat with good pictures. Guys don't. I'm saying this because even if a guy doesn't have the absolute best photos, you might still want to swipe. Tinder is like fishing. It is. You got to cast your line out again and again and again and have many, 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 many lines in the water. If you really want to do Tinder right, you have to treat it like you're searching for a job. To treat, to search for a mate is to search for a job, right? You wouldn't just apply to one place. You would spray that resume all over LinkedIn, baby. You would have a million different phone interviews. You would go on a million different interviews. Like you would really take in as much data as you could to analyze, okay, which one works for me, truly works for me. We got to do that with dating. We have to treat it that way. Book two Tinder dates a night for four nights in a row, then take a break. Because you probably will need to take a break. There's a mandatory period of ick when you first get on Tinder. It's like, I can't do this, especially if you just gotten out of a relationship. It's hard because I remember I was tendering after my divorce, probably too soon, but I was like swiping around and 
because I had just come out of something so serious, I was looking everything through that filter and it, it was horrifying. I'm like, this man is supposed to be my next husband? This guy is supposed to be my next life partner? And I was like, Shallon, okay, step back from the cliffs of insanity. Come on, girl. Don't look at it like that. Don't look at this picture and be like, this guy, I have to make my next boyfriend. No, this guy is the guy you have to look at and speak to while you drink a vodka soda. That's it. That's as much as you need in terms of seriousness. That's all you need to tell yourself, right? So just dial down the hysteria. This isn't the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Get out of that fantasy mode. When we're in that fantasy mode and tindering to find a mate, like, of course, you want to date with intention. But when we're caught up in the end result, we ignore the red flags. We twist facts to suit theories instead of vice versa. We make excuses. We fill in the blanks with our own desperation. So some of the red flags I've seen on a dude's profile. This, you guys, this one sends me. It makes me fucking insane. When they put their height and then say, because I guess that matters. You motherfuckers. Yes, it matters. Yes, it matters. Does my face matter? Oh, does my body matter? Would I put one photo and be like, oh, uh, here's what I look like because I guess what I look like matters. Yeah, dipshit, your height matters. I'm not a tall person. I'm like 5'4". And historically, I have dated like very short guys. Like one of the loves of my life was shorter than me. Cheated on me relentlessly. And he even said, he's like, I have to fuck the hottest girl in every room just to prove that I can because I'm short. I'm like, ugh. You've got issues. But he was like famous in advance so we could like do it. Anyway, I digress. But I've evolved. And now, yeah, man, I want to date a tall guy. This is evolution. This is evolution. We should never feel bad saying we want a tall guy because guys sure as shit don't feel bad saying I want a pretty girl. I want a girl with like nice teeth and a shapely body and pretty hair. They're, they're like, yeah, man. We don't need to get too granular. It's like, and the calves have to look like this. And da, 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 da. But we can say, I want a man who is tall. So I don't swipe on anyone who says, because it matters. Because when he says that, that shows me he doesn't understand evolutionary biology. He fundamentally doesn't understand what mating is, right? He also doesn't understand what women want and why they would want it. And that to me tells me he doesn't understand women at all. And he probably doesn't really care to. One thing I've noticed, because my age range is like 22 to 45, because, you know, I like them young. Younger guys don't do that. Only the older guys are like, oh, because oh, I guess that matters. You fucking prick. Yeah, dummy, it does. Younger guys know it matters. Younger guys know what girls are looking for, which sounds so backwards, right? It sounds so bad. It's like, no, no, no. The older they get, they should be more aware of this. Yeah, they should. But this is why I don't date older guys is because like he probably knows that height matters. What man doesn't understand that his height in this world matters? What woman doesn't understand that her beauty, if she has it or doesn't have it, affects her life? We all know that. We hear it everywhere, right? Tall, dark and handsome. It's not like short, ginger and wide. Like that phrase doesn't exist for a reason. So for a guy to say that, he's already negging you right out of the gate. Oh, because I guess you're so fucking shallow. No, babe. No. 
And this is what I've always said about older guys, that a younger guy, if they're doing something you don't like, you're like, hey, I don't appreciate it when you do this. And they're like, oh, oh my God, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. At least they do with me because I'm older. And I feel like guys, when they date someone older, they inherently buy into, I know what's up, my standards are high, I don't take any shit, you, this, is, this is the inherent construct, right? But guys who are my age, it's like, you don't like it, fuck you, I'll trade up for a 28-year-old, a 25-year-old, because she's not desperate to have kids. I'm like, oh, dude, if only you knew. <laughs> if only you knew. Tie my tubes and a bosun's knot, because I am so good on that front. But that's their attitude. And you can see it in that one line. But let's move on. Because it's not, I'm not saying that young guys are doing it right on Tinder. What I notice what young guys say, they swear in their bio, and they say they're into weed. 420. Oh my God. Look, I swear. And I too enjoy drugs sometimes. Not weed, but you know, whatever. I have the good sense not to put it in a Tinder profile. I also go to the bathroom. Um, I pick at my face. I have stepped on bugs before. Do I put that in a Tinder bio too? Again, it's about knowing what to show and what to conceal. And if someone is leading with vulgarity, even though we, most of us swear, hey man, he's not presenting his best self. Mating is about presenting your best biological self to other potential mates. Well, not Shallon, it's just swearing. Like how does that make someone not mateable? Well, they sound low intelligence. My father would always say, one of the few bits of wisdom he passed on to me, people who swear do so because they're too stupid to think of anything better to say. They need a thesaurus. And whenever I get too like potty mouthy, and I know I have been lately and I'm sorry, and I'm really trying to work on it, even though I've sworn so much in this podcast, I, I think of that. I go back to that. It's like when someone can destroy you with non-swear words, ooh-wee. swear words are like the nudes of vocabulary. <laughs> I've always said when I've talked about nudes, I think it's so much more impressive to like get a guy hard and get a guy riled up with not a nude and not vulgar language with like a sexy peekaboo and like a little, a little maxim, a little lingerie, Victoria's Secret, not like Playboy and Hustler and Pornhub, right? And so if you can like seduce, manipulate, destroy whatever someone without vulgar language, oof, rah, that's power. So a guy who leads with that, to me, reads as very low intelligence. And obviously, talking about drugs, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why it's cool to, to like brag that you like to do drugs, but it's not cool to brag that you are an oxy addict or heroin or cocaine, because to me, they give off the same impression. You don't have a lot of goals in your life. You're not ambitious. Weed is the least interesting drug I can think of. I don't want to talk to someone who's high. I don't want to hear about them like getting high or doing dirt. I don't think it's cool or funny or edgy or interesting. It's just stupid. It's stupid to me. And again, I do enjoy drugs, but I don't like need to talk about it. And I certainly wouldn't leave with it on a dating app. Another red flag. And again, I do see this with younger guys. Putting their Snapchat in their profile. That's a no for me, dog. I won't even swipe on you. I don't care how hot you are. I don't do it. On one hand, I've had guys say to me, well, the reason I ask for a girl's Snapchat is to like see if she's a catfish, to see if she's real. Because a lot of girls aren't. A lot of their pics are edited. I'm like, okay, well, you think she's going to go on Snapchat and not use a filter? I wouldn't. You know? And it's like the, the old joke. It was like a tweet or something. When a guy's like, send me a picture of you with no makeup. You've got to respond with, cool, send me a pic of your dick soft. 
<laughs> right? So if they're looking for all this like veracity and transparency, I don't know that Snapchat is the place to find it. They can maybe verify you're actually like a human female and you're analogous to what you've put on there, but the true, true thing isn't there. So I do have Snapchat, it's just for my friends. It's basically just to torture my exes. Like those are the only people I follow or let follow me. So it's just like my ex thirst trap portal. But I just tell guys I'm not on it, you know, cause I can't search. And a lot of times I'll say that I'm not on Instagram, but you know what? And look, they're too stupid to just even search my first name. Like my name is pretty weird. You really don't need to go further than that, but okay, dude, whatever. Just if a guy asks for that, I just, I'm like, nah, okay. Although again, I understand that they're trying to do due diligence sometimes, but if a guy's like, okay, I'll DM you on Instagram. You want to chat over Instagram. You want to chat over Snap. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'll straight up say, I was like, you can try to DM me. I'm never going to see it. 80,000 other people are DMing me. And they're like, what? I'm like, I mean, shoot your shot, but it's just going into an abyss. But whatever, my dude. I have always talked about the red flags of a guy communicating with you over Snap, Tinder, Instagram, whatever. Anything that is not text or phone. Why is this a red flag? Because this is a non-traditional means of communication. This is a second tier communication. Everyone checks their texts more than anything else, right? Your texts are number one. You probably check your Snapchat, you probably check your DMs, but not the way you check your Snap. And if a guy really wants to be number one in your life, he's gonna go to the number one platform you use. He's not going to roll the dice that you might miss a message, that this might get lost in the shuffle, that he might get put in the fuckboy category. Nope. So if a guy's like, oh, well, why don't you want to? I, I don't even explain myself. I don't even explain myself. I am also though wary of giving out my phone number. I actually have like a private number through this company called Hushed. You guys can go and check it out. Um, I was doing a little promotion. You can use my code. I'll put it down in the bio notes so you can so you can do it. But it's amazing. Like you can change your number whenever you want. You can even buy a number just for a week. Like sometimes if I need to do something nefarious, I'll just buy a number from like anywhere in America. I think it's even international too. And it has its own like app. It, it works just like text. You can send pictures, gifts, whatever. It's the same, but it's not your actual real number. So if things go south and you have to change your number, it's much easier. So really, really, really beware of guys who are like, oh, your social media. If it's anything beyond just checking out that you are who you are. And again, on Tinder, you can simply link your profile. So. The other red flag, hostile or aggressive rhetoric in their bio. Um, don't bother swiping if you're not gonna respond. If I super liked you, it was probably an accident. My daughter's number one and you're never gonna come before her. Like, Jesus Christ. Again, a man is hardwired to present his most mateable self. And I can't think of any more repellent trait than anger or bitterness. Fundamentally, from an evolutionary standpoint, women should not wanna mate with someone angry. They could kill the offspring. They could kill us. It's our basic drive to stay alive and an angry person is very, very unattractive. We must always look at the data people are choosing to give us. And this is why I love online dating because it's fascinating to me what people 
choose to present to the world. They could say literally anything and they're choosing to go with really shy and anxious, kind of going through a hard time right now. I, I literally encountered this profile. You guys can see some of my Tinder nightmares on my Instagram under the highlight thumbnail clowns. Not that they're all clowns, but I mean, they kind of are. And I was just like, you're leading with your absolute weakness. One guy's like, I'm super anxious and shy. What? Why would you lead with weakness? Would you ladies ever put on their, well, recovering from a raging yeast infection. Um, I fart constantly. Like, would you ever put these things? No. Well, then again, I'm going to catfish some chicks and find out what they are putting on their bio because it's just, I got to know. I got to know. Another, and for me, the biggest red flag, not even a red flag, just something I will not swipe on. Someone with no bio at all. Someone with no bio at all. Or worse, whatever you want to know, just ask. Go fuck yourself. This isn't a Barbara Walter specials. What is this, Jimmy Fallon? I, I'm not interrogating you. I don't know you and I don't care to know you. If you can't come up with one sentence, maybe even a few sentences about yourself to literal strangers who know nothing about you, Bro, I don't want to go on a date with you. What, are you going to sit there in silence? And I'm going to be like, so next topic. No, man. This to me is the most beta male thing. This to me is the most fuckboy thing because it means you chase me, bitch. You come after me. What are you offering me? You Here, you sit and ask me about me and I'm just going to talk about myself. Mm. I don't swipe on guys who don't put their job. I want to know what your job is. What do you do when you say manager of like a grocery store? or the Seattle Seahawks. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I don't say that I'm a YouTuber in mind. I say I'm a writer or an author. YouTuber just comes off as really douchey. If they ask, like, what do you write? I'm like, oh, I've written some books. I'm actually a full-time YouTuber. And I say, I think it just sounds weird and douchey in a bio and it's like a, it's like an odd profession. So I just kind of keep it to myself. And I just don't need people Googling me right from the jump and basing their opinion on Google results. <laughs> you know, let's just, and then I say like, all I ask is that we just, you know, assess each other in real life and not based on what Google says. But yeah, if a guy doesn't have a bio, to me, it reeks of selfishness. And I've actually never seen that disproven. I've ran into some exes and some guys I've dated, guys I met in real life, I've seen them on Tinder and none of them had a bio. I'm like, you piece of shit. But this just tracks, this tracks. Like you were self-aggrandizing and selfish and unfeeling towards others and here it is displayed for all to see and you know your silence says it all so i want to talk about an experience that one shalligator is having oh baby she titled it bumble boy now as usual we get these questions from the shalligator reddit thread head on over there there's three thousand shalligators on there and you you guys post like just amazing stuff like things to celebrate book recommendations funny memes compliments to me which i really appreciate and whenever you ask for each other for advice, I mean, the responses you all post are just so genius. It's, and I'm like, oh, damn, I, I got nothing to add. But today I do. Okay, so she titled this Bumble Boy. She says, okay, so I met this guy on Bumble. We talked on Bumble for like two days before he asked for my Instagram. Then we transitioned to Snapchat. And lastly, he gave me his number. We've only been talking for about three weeks. And almost all of our conversations take place via text message. He's an assistant for an artist in my city, and I'm a school instructor and a student, so 
uh, you know, we're both pretty busy. Plus, I have a ton of hobbies. Within the last two weeks, we've seen each other at least once a week, and we only text a couple times a day because we're both busy. Whenever he texts me, he tells me how he's been busy, and he asks about my day, and it seems, you know, very sweet to me. Whenever we do hang out, though, we only just ever go to his apartment because we both get off work super late. And despite being in the city because of COVID regulations, there's not that many places that are open super late. But whenever we're together, I have so much fun. I'm trying not to put all my eggs in one basket yet because I want to make sure I don't put too much energy into a relationship that isn't going to develop. Basically, I want to know if there's any red flags that I should look for in terms of this guy or if there's red flags that I'm missing or I haven't seen. There are nothing but red flags here. Nothing but. And one of you guys, Marlene Melanie, replied, red flags I've read in this. Number one, met him on Bumble. Number two, asked for your Instagram. Number three, transitioned to Snapchat. Number four, gave you his number instead of asking for yours. I love this. I'm so glad you pointed this out. Exactly. Number five, tell you he's been busy whenever you text. That hints to me, she was probably the one texting him first. Hey, sorry, I've been busy. How have you been? Oh, we're gonna get, we'll, we'll just, uh, okay, I'll break it down in a second. Number, f- number six, you only ever meet at his apartment. Number seven, you find yourself making excuses for why you only ever meet at his apartment. And she said, I suggest bringing up that you would love to meet at some other place next time and see what he comes up with. <sighs> yeah. We need to talk about the passive reciprocation loop. This is what I call it. Because other terms are chasing, doing all the work, devaluing ourselves, settling for fuck shit, permitting bad things and therefore promoting bad things. Now, on paper, when you describe this, nothing looks super bad. Nothing looks terrible, right? Catastrophic. But when you look, when you pull back and see the forest for the trees, it's like, oh, oh, this actually isn't good. And you know what this isn't? A relationship. Relationships are either moving forward or they're moving backwards, right? There is no stagnation. And in the first three weeks, things usually ramp up pretty fast. You're a student, he's young. You guys are both young, right? It's not like, well, you're 55 and don't really need to partner up. You're young, you're full of hormones. If someone likes you, it's like on, 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 on. Not that you have to spend every night together, nor should you. But I'm concerned about the stagnation of this. We see each other basically once a week. We text a little throughout the day. Or do you text him? I learned to read between the lines on stuff like this. And exactly what this other shalligator said. He gave you his number instead of asking for yours, which implies to me, maybe you asked for it. Hey, why don't we text? Here, what's your number? And again, when we're doing these things and when we're observing these things, they don't seem that bad. It's like, what's, so I asked for his number. Jesus, what's the problem? The problem is the absence of courtship. Pull back and see if you're watering a dead plant. The passive reciprocation loop is, Okay, sure, here's my number. Sure, you can come over. Sure, I'll respond. That is not pursuit. That's, that is you pursuing him. And he's like, okay, sure. So therefore, no wonder things aren't progressing. You're not, you're pushing this thing uphill. He's not pursuing you. And yeah, you probably have a lot of fun and 
God knows I've been there. And this is the worst. This is the worst. Because it's like, well, when we're hanging out, he seems to be super into it. Like we have fun, we talk, we have amazing sex, but then it's like, you're back to pushing this thing up the hill two days later when you kind of haven't really heard from him in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Passive reciprocation. And then one day, you know what happens? He simply stops reciprocating. And then you freak out. What happened? Why did he ghost? What? He's just not into it anymore. What happened? What happened? Nothing happened, baby girl. He wasn't pursuing you then. And he's not pursuing you now. He simply stopped reciprocating. That's it. You pull back and you were actually dating yourself. You were daddy. You were the man here. You were doing all the courtship. And you, and that's fine. If that's what you want to do, and if that's how you want to live your dating life, I mean, it's not how I'd play it. And you're going, you're going to get shitty beta males and fuck boys. But be honest with yourself. I want to wear the pants. I want to pursue a guy. I want to court him. He's the sweet little baby girl. I'm big daddy. This is how it is. Okay, that's fine. But do not engage in the passive reciprocation loop behavior and then be like, I'm a princess. No, you're not. No, you're the knight storming the tower. He's the princess waiting around and choosing amongst suitors. And this kind of has to go back to Bumble itself. Fuck Bumble. So right before the pandemic, I was going to do an interview. Like Bumble had reached out to my management team and we're like, hey, we'd love to do an ad with Shallon and have her advertise Bumble. My manager was like, ah, about that. <laughs> Cause I hate Bumble. Bumble is for fuck boys. And it's like, it's just saying, hi, what's the big deal? If you're not familiar with Bumble versus Tinder, Bumble is where the woman reaches out first. And again, people say, what's the big deal? It's just saying hi. That's literally their tagline. If it's so not a big deal to say hi, why can't a man do it? Why can't a man do it? Men have to do so little. They really do. They don't wear bras. They don't pour hot wax all over their vaginas and have the hair ripped out. They don't have to have pap smears. They don't have to do literally anything. You know any man that you date who's ever given a blowjob? There's a reason it's called a job. It's work. They just come to a date in a wrinkly t-shirt, a date you set up, by the way, and a wrinkly shirt and, oh, somehow she's sucking my dick. Great, great. So I'm sorry. If a man can't text H-I to a girl while he's sitting on the toilet via a dating app, I don't want that man. I don't want that man. Bumble is for fuckboys. It's for guys who fundamentally feel women should be pursuing them. That's what they feel. And so when this executive reached out, I was like, Oh, I'll do a collab with Bumble. I want that man sitting in a chair across from me and I'm going to shred him. I'm going to ask him a million questions. And you know what? Let him pitch me on this. Let him sell me on reversals of evolutionary biology where women chase men. Let him sell me on that. I am and pay me for it. I actually was really excited to do it, you know, but then the pandemic hit and we couldn't get together. But maybe I'll try to set that up again. But OK, counterpoint to Bumble. I do know two, maybe three couples. Yeah, two couples, yeah. Married couples who met on Bumble. And the one, Katie and Kevin, hi guys. They are the happiest married couple I know. They are just ducky and they're so cute. They are so, and they're genuinely like this. Like I've spent a lot of time with them. It's not a facade. They don't have kids, maybe that's correlative. 
but they just they're they have so many hobbies together and they're so like they're just delighted with each other and it's so wonderful to see and i asked kevin i was like you fuck boy what were you doing on bumble and he's like hey he's like i agree with you that men need to be the pursuer but i found on tinder that so many girls were just on tinder just like for attention, just to get matched, just to see who was out there, to have guys text them, and then they never wanted to meet up. And I think this is interesting because we as women have that exact same experience on Tinder. And I tell guys, hey, I'm not looking for a digital pen pal, I'm not looking for a husband, but I don't wanna sit here and text for, for the entire rest of my life. And so if a guy is trying to text me for more than two days on Tinder, without making any sort of plan. I, I'm like, I say, I was like, hey, look, if you want to meet up, I'm down. Um, but I just don't like want to text all the time. I have tons of friends who I frankly don't even have time to see, right? Put the ball in his court. I had this guy, side note, literally yesterday. He'd been messaging me on Tinder and he asked me out for Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so he checked in with me again yesterday. He's like, hey, do you still want to get a drink tonight? And I wrote back, sure. I didn't put an exclamation point. I didn't put 10,000 heart emojis. I just said, sure. He unmatched me. <laughs> I was delighted because I was exhausted. I did not want to do anything. And he seemed like fine, probably short. But I'm like, oh, okay. You know what though? Thank you for self-identifying as a douchebag. Thank you for giving me this data that if I wasn't responding to you with this slobbering, slavish delight, oh my God, yes, yes, I want you to take me to our bar down, downtown. Oh my God, it's nickel beer night. Because I wasn't responding that way, I got cut from the team. Whew, thanks, bud. We all just dodged a bullet here. He's like, by the way, I'm like measurably better than the girls on Tinder out here. I'm sorry, but I am. If for no other reason, I completely financially support myself. This is a lot of feedback I get from guys that I meet. Cause I always ask them like, what's your Tinder experience? Like what are girls like? And he's like, they're broke. Not like people have to make a ton of money. He's like, but they have literally no ambition at all. They work at a gas station and they only care to do that. They flex on their like Starbucks order and their Victoria's Secret pink leggings. And they want me to fully support their life and pay their rent. And it's just like, I was like, ooh, really? Weird. So the fact that I'm completely independent is like, I'm like a white whale out here. If I don't stop eating, I'm gonna be a literal white whale. So there are pros to Bumble, I guess. The guys I've talked to, small sample size, but a significant one, say that, yeah, I find the women just more serious. They're just, they're more likely to be looking for something legitimate. So, okay see where it goes. But also, like I said, you know what? Part of me wants to tell you, be savage, cut people off at red flags. But then I also told you to treat this like fishing, cast the line out, try, 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 meet up with everyone. It's a really hard balance to strike between boundaries and savagery, but giving people a chance. Because what do we say about fuckboys? They come on hard, fast, strong, and impressive. Big, bright, loud, bang. A firework. A firework doesn't last long. And a firework can hurt you if you get too close to it. It's dangerous. Quality guys are the fireplace. Takes a minute to get warmed up. A little bit difficult, but it keeps you warmer longer. It's sustaining. So if you go out with a guy and he isn't ultra impressive, that there isn't just tons of that sexual chemistry. He's not maybe trying to get you in bed. He's not razzle dazzling you with a million funny stories and ordering the, the, maybe give him a second date. 
Because that razzle-dazzle guy, that could be a firework. You want to see if a dude's a fireplace. If you give something two dates and, okay, there's still no chemistry, the conversation's petered out, he said some weird stuff about, like, Trump or whatever, then, okay, you have my permission to move on. But most of the quality dudes I've dated, real quality dudes, I mean, they didn't capture my attention right out of the gate. A lot of my married friends say this about their husbands. Oh, I didn't like him at all at first. I thought he was boring or I thought he was like, I almost friend zoned him because he didn't try to get in my pants and I kind of didn't understand what was going on. I assumed he didn't like me. It was four dates before we even kissed, right? We hear this a lot and we have normalized hookup culture. I kind of hate that term, hookup culture. It's like, honey, we're all just horny and we want to get off, right? So let us be. But it's true. We've normalized guys asking for nudes, being vulgar, trying to get in our pants. And then if they don't, we're like, oh, is, does he not like me? No, maybe he likes himself. Maybe he's got some self-respect and maybe he has respect for women. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't like you. But if you pull back and don't water a dead plant, if you refuse to engage in the passive reciprocation loop, don't text him first. I don't even message a guy first on Tinder. Never in my life. Never in my life. You know where to find me. If it's so not a big deal to reach out, a man can do it. We can talk next time. I am, I'm going to make a catfish profile. Yee, I'm going to do it. Yee. Because I'm going to talk to you about what you should and shouldn't be putting in your Tinder. Because we need some lessons on this. And like I said, I'm pretty good at this. And I have a formula down for Tindering that's actually pretty darn good. I also have a formula for when to cut people off. So we're going we're gonna to get into that next time. For now, go to the Shalligator Reddit thread. Tell me your experiences on Tinder because I always love more data to pull from and more questions to read from you guys. And like I said, if you want to have a safe, secure, separate phone number, check out Hushed. Link is down here in the show description notes with a code that's going to get you a little bit of a discount. Actually, it's a really big discount. So check that out and we will see you later, Shalligators. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.